There is nothing wrong with your internet. Do not attempt to adjust your settings. We are controlling the podcast. We control the squealing and the screams. We can make your heart flutter, your eyes blur from tears, or sharpen your mind to crystal clarity. For the next hour, sit back. We are in control of what you hear. We repeat, there is nothing wrong with your settings. You are about to experience the awe and mystery known as the female mind. You are now entering the Fangirl Zone. Hello everyone and welcome to episode 23 of Sci-Fi Talk on the Fangirl Zone, a podcast where we discuss shows on the Sci-Fi Channel. I'm Sean Fangirl S. And I'm Steve and tonight we'll be discussing episode 6 of Winona Earp. Oh my gosh, this show's getting so awesome. But before we get to that, Steve has squirreled out some news for us. Yay! <laughs> Sci-Fi Greenlight Superman prequel Krypton to pilot. Original story based on the DC comic characters is from ex- executive producer David S. Goyer and Warner Horizon Television. Sci-Fi Today announced it has greenlit to pilot Krypton, the much-anticipated Superman prequel set two generations before the destruction of the legendary Man of Steel's home planet. Krypton will follow Superman's grandfather, whose House of El was ostracized and shamed as he fights to redeem his family's honor and save his beloved world from chaos. Krypton will be executive produced by David S. Goyer, Man of Steel, Batman vs. Superman, Dawn of Justice, The Dark Knight Trilogy, through his Phantom 4 banner. Damian Kindler, Sleepy Hollow, will serve as executive producer, showrunner. I'm all on board with that. <laughs> Calm McCarthy, She Who Brings Gifts, Peaky Blinders, is set to direct and co-executive produce the pilot. The pilot tell-play and story is written by David S. Goyer and Ian Goldberg, Once Upon a Time, Terminator the Sarah Chronicle, Connor Chronicles. Krypton will be produced by Warner Horizon Television and is based on characters created by Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster, published by DC Comics. Krypton is one of the most iconic stories in the comic book universe, said Bill McGoldrick, Executive Vice President, Scripted Content, NBC Universal Cable Entertainment. In the talented hands of David S. Goyer and the DC Entertainment Warner Horizon television team, this exciting sci-fi project will take viewers back to Superman's home to show how the timeless legend began. So this is interesting. It's not just starting, you know, with like his parents. We're going all the way back to his grandfather. Yeah. And apparently the world is already starting to fall apart if he's trying to help save it. So really interesting concept. I wonder, was do we know, was this based off a comic? Yes. I mean, obviously Superman, but you know what I mean? Right, no. Oh, okay. I believe Krypton is definitely a, a comic like a that's out there. a prequel story, okay. Mm. Yeah, I shouldn't say, all right, people, I do know who what Superman is about that <laughs> stupid before somebody just, I'm sure, went, what? No. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't know if Krypton specifically was a series. Uh, All right. Sure <laughs> All right. Let's jump into episode six, Constant Cravings. Winona identifies a member of the seven from his neck brand in the photo. And the trail leads to a cannibal revenant. Meanwhile, Waverly dis- discovers that Curtis left her a gift. Doc discovers more of what Constance is up to. 
and Xavier tries to get the solution to his hidden addiction. There was a lot going on. Uh, Yeah, absolutely was. There was really the four separate storylines, and usually we don't really get that in this, this show. Like, we'll get a little bit here, but each character in this one had their own thing happening. Yes, they sure did. So, interesting. Let's start with dolls, shall we? Oh my gosh, what is up with dolls? <laughs> I want to know what he is. Yeah. What's gotten into him? Right. Because something has. Well, I mean, obviously we're going to skip around, but he's having weird... I, I don't want to say a reaction, just... Weird things happening to him. You know, at one point, Winona is like, you know, you have fever sweats, but you're not hot. His hand is shaking. Right. He's very cranky. (laughs) Understatement. (laughs) Right. So it's just weird and you don't know what's happened. Even when we get all the way to the end of this episode, I'm not 100% sure what happened. No. It kind of seems a little bit like um, an addiction. Mm Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's a drug. I mean, yeah, he needs his drugs, but I think it's not that type of You don't think it's addiction. a narcotic? Yeah, no. Shall we theorize what it is now or wait till the end? Oh, we can go ahead and theorize now. Okay. It's definitely not a revenant, I don't believe. No. Because but- we would have seen the peacemaker <laughs> glow around him. But he's not entirely human. No. So now we have a second one besides Doc. Right. But he's not like Doc at all. either. No. <laughs> Whereas Doc is human. He just was granted long life. <laughs> but he can die, he said. Right. Dolls has something really weird. I'm wondering if it has something to do with, uh, where did he say he was? Afghanistan? Yeah. And that Black Mirror, if that somehow he's, like, possessed because his eyes went really weird. Yes, they did. And if maybe whatever this drug is that he's getting from his higher-ups, like, helps keep whatever he's possessed by in check. That makes a lot of sense. And it would also make a lot of sense that that is why his higher-ups are blackmailing him to get a revenant. But at the same time, he can't take it a revenant across the lines because it would basically start to disintegrate. Exactly. And so why hasn't Dolls told them that or they're aware of that and they just need one in captivity and they'll come to purgatory to do their testing? Really interesting. So obviously it's not just about destroying the 77 and ending you know, whatever this curse is, his higher-ups have a different agenda. Absolutely. I don't think they, they could care less about the ERP curse. <laughs> Very interesting. And now, honestly, I'm wondering the thing that happened to the other town that Dolls had pictures of. Uh-huh. What if it wasn't, you know, uh, what did he say, a tomahawk or whatever? Right. What if it was whatever was inside him? Ooh. There you go. He went like supernova and like <laughs> exploded or something. Just weird. And yes, I've been watching a lot of superhero stuff. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> have a lot of things happening with people and weird powers. Indeed. All right. So let's talk about Doc, shall we? 
Alrighty. So, Doc is once again confronting Bobo. I have such a hard time saying that name. And, oh, surprise, Bobo doesn't like Doc right now, since he's managed to align himself with the Earps. Yeah. Which, first of all, I mean, really, you wanted him to do that. Were you really surprised? I mean, duh. <laughs> That's all yeah, I can say. well, and especially seeing that we see uh, Doc and Dolls make their little agreement that um, Doc will give Dolls intel on on Bobo if uh, Dolls gives Doc information on where the Stone Witch is. See, this is kind of interesting too because Dolls doesn't know. At least I didn't think he knew. Did I? Did I miss something with that? I have, we don't. Yeah, we aren't aware of. Of him, him knowing anything? Knowing anything. Okay. But apparently he either he does or he's telling Doc he does. Okay. <sighs> Interesting. So Doc manages to go to, it was an excavation site. Right. That Bobo is really on the ball with getting his people there, <laughs> no matter what, because apparently he can control all sorts of things, including your hand. On top of a drill. Yeah. <laughs> so I I don't know. God, I'm sorry. I'm doing the long words. Was that a revenant that he managed to control, or was that one of the human sympathizers? I think it was a revenant. Okay. I'm like, because he didn't exactly get, like, pulled down into hell no, that I remember. No. Or is that only when uh, Winona shoots him with yes, Peacemaker? Yes, but Peacemaker is the only thing that will take oh, him back to hell. Right, right, because she does say... A couple episodes back with that one guy. Don't worry, he'll be back. Yeah. He'll be back soon. Okay, yeah, you're right. I forgot. I just thought, wow, that's one way to motivate your crew. <laughs> just a little bit. Not so much. But I'm like, all right, well, you know, I guess you do what you got to do. But at this site, because apparently Bobo owns an excavation company. How does he own this? Somebody <laughs> explain these things. This is weird. But anyway, okay. He owns it. He's excavating all around Purgatory and within the Triangle. Yes. And there's a little shack. Oh, convenient. We're going to have everything in this one shack. Little things like that do start to work my nerves because I thought this was supposed to be hidden away. Right. Because when Doc breaks in, oh, look it. There's the skeletal remains of those two people, which are Constance, Constances? Yeah. (laughs) CC's oh kids, <laughs> CC's boys. I like. I can't say this right. <laughs> it didn't sound right coming out. I mean, why? Why just leave them there? It didn't make sense. Bobo must feel that it's fairly secure. But yeah, that padlocked it a whole lot. Yeah. Well, of course it's. I guess nobody else would have tried getting in because they all right. Know. At least Bobo's people wouldn't, and right. he figures that nobody else is stupid enough to come snooping around in his territory. Okay, you know what? That I can get behind. Right. So when you say that out loud, I can understand that. (laughs) But otherwise, I'm like, really? That padlock? That was going to do it? But anyway, Doc goes in and, oh, hey, look who follows him. Of course, I thought it was somebody somebody else. Right, yeah, because at first you just see the the hills and you think, "Uh uh-oh, the stone witch is going to get Doc again. And no, it's the girl from... First time the trailer. <laughs> yeah, I know. The- and she, okay. Hello. There's bones there. It may not be a dead body, but there's bones there. And she's all like, "Hey, honey, let's role play." I'm like, what <laughs> is going on? 
And I guess it gets worse because Doc, you know, eventually sends her packing very meanly. Yes. And by very meanly, I mean, you know, he had a gun in her face. So <laughs> Yeah, she, she didn't get what she got the first time with him, that's yeah. for sure. <laughs> Actually, she got a lot worse. And yeah. I do feel sorry for this poor girl who I don't even remember her name. This is, this is why I really feel bad for her. Because she's walking off later and she becomes, you know, Revenant Chow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I wish I'd at least remembered your name. I feel like a horrible person, but not that bad. So we'll keep going. Yeah, no. <laughs> so the fact that he knows this information, I felt like he was going to share this with dolls. Right. But when he goes to see dolls, there's, a you know, dolls is like uh, really at the end of his rope, like snippy, like no one's business. Yeah. And Dolls is just like, no, we're done. We're over. And I think at that point, you know, Doc was just like, whatever. I'm not even giving you this information. You got issues. <laughs> Obviously, that's not what he said. But, no. <laughs> I mean, you get the gist. Yeah. I, I mean, I understand Dolls is having everything happen. But if there was any chance that Doc had additional information, don't you think he should have tried to keep it together a little more? Yeah. But apparently whatever's got a hold of him is just about got him at his limit. Yeah, I'd say it is the absolute worst yeah. that we've seen him at. Because Dolls also jumps all over Winona several times. Yeah, but see, I feel like Winona just, like, whatever. Yeah, you know, yeah it doesn't bother her. just a side her. I haven't she's, seen. Yeah, she's, I'm going to do it my way. I don't care. <laughs> mm-hmm. Hmm. So is there anything with Doc and Dolls so far that we need to add before we move on to the ladies? I don't think so. Okay, take us to the next. You choose which lady you want to talk about first. Well, let's talk about Waverly first. Waverly is smart and Champ is an idiot. <laughs> I think I've summed that up. Yeah, that uh, <laughs> sums it up real well. And Waverly <laughs> finally uh, realizes how... Non-intelligent uh, champ is, and you know what? I think she would have been fine had he not kept saying, you know, like, "Oh, turn your brain off." Oh, yeah, you know, you're so smart for a pretty girl. You know, it kept saying stuff where it's like backhanded compliments. Mm-hmm. And I just think he's too dumb to realize it. <laughs> but had he not said that, I don't think she would have been quite to the level of you need to get, you know. Get going. I don't need to look at your face. Right. So I do feel a little bad that she had to come to this conclusion in the way that she did. Does that make sense? Oh, very true. Okay. Because I'm like, yeah, sometimes when you say it out loud, it sounds weird. (laughs) But I mean, she's so smart and she was so sweet and she had created this life for herself and she had a boyfriend who, you know, was nice. Even, Even she said, you know, he may not be the brightest, but, you know. He was good to her, but just when she's trying to figure out something and he just keeps, like, taking it all back to basically just a physical thing. Right. Is where she was like, all right, we're done. Mm. Damn it, Winona was right. You know, it's basically what I had to feel from her. Oh, yeah. To talk about the gift. Yeah. Waverly uh, goes through her Uncle Curtis's effects when she finds a very cryptic letter written to her from him. It was a really interesting letter. Oh, yeah. And I didn't know that her uncle could be quite so, what's the word? Poetic. Yeah. Because they didn't make it out to this point for him to seem that way. No. 
And yeah, you don't expect anybody living out in the country to be artistic, I'll at least. Eloquent. I'm trying to find the word. <laughs> yeah, eloquent is a good word. And it was all a puzzle, which yes. I thought was great because it just, it, Waverly was going to be the only one who would really be able to figure this out. Right. So if anybody else had gotten the letter, nobody would have thought anything about it. Because even Champ, he's like, ugh, poetry. Yeah. And I think that was the first, you know, nail in the coffin there. Yeah. It was really, do you have, happen to have what the poem said? Because I didn't have that. Oh, let me see if I do. There once was a girl from Nantucket. Hands off my sister. Nine seconds. It was eight seconds. No. Well, the whole thing with the poem, it, it was very specific talking about where he sat, his mug. In the bar. Yes. Yes. And it was something about. A tune, mm-hmm. I believe. Yes. So Waverly was able to, you know, figure out. Well, hey, he had this one seat he always had, and it even had like a nameplate, which I thought was. Yeah. I don't know if that's good or bad. I mean, that's hardcore. If you have your own, you know, nameplate on, on your stool. stool, yeah. And you know, she's like trying to figure this out, swirl it out in her brain, and. Champ's like, he never drank out of a mug. He always had whiskey. You know, thinking, okay, a mug is, you know, more like beer. And, well, she finally figured out it was his face. And something about the song, she figured out, she, you know, he can see in the mirror from his seat the piano. Oh, right. And then there was always this one specific song he would sing to to her when she was little. Right. Even though Champ's like, oh, he had a horrible voice. da 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 and I was like, okay, she's figuring all this out. And she goes and plays the song on the piano and a magic little, you know, secret place pops open. Yes, from the piano. And she has now become the keeper of the bones. <laughs> right. And this is when she got real fed up with Champ because Champ's like, maybe it's a million dollars. And we can go open a bar and you can be a bartender. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and basically, at that point, she's like, you're an idiot. Yeah. Like I said, I felt bad because she had to come to this realization and just on her own t- time, but just, you know, it, it was bad. And I don't even think Champ gets it either. No. no she's he's... like, we're done. He's like, okay. <laughs> like, she didn't mean that moment, but apparently, you know, he doesn't realize that. No. I'm thinking we're going to see this very soon. And, uh, yeah, very soon he's going to come to the realization that, oh, wait, you meant, like, forever? Yeah. And then, who knows, he'll probably, like, have a meltdown. Yeah, I'm assuming uh, this probably put the red shirt on champ. <laughs> Aww. <laughs> I don't know. Well, he I, almost I got it before, die. so I think this may be the... The nail in the coffin for Champ, because uh, he ser- will serve no purpose whatsoever in future episodes if he's not Waverly's boyfriend. Okay, now i got to look up to see how many he's episodes. Supposed- he's, he's only actually- supposed to be in four episodes. How many has he been in? At least three. Yeah. So, yeah, he he probably doesn't have too much more to go. <laughs> oh, yikes. Four out of 13 episodes. Yeah. Sorry, Doc. Or, I mean, sorry, Champ. I'm looking at a picture of Doc, Doc. right now. It's like, hello, Doc. Anyway. Uh, so, yes, Keeper of the Bones. But we don't know. I mean, they are literal bones. 
Yes, skull and all. So I'm thinking, and, you know, jump in if you think yay or nay, that it has something to do with the people or the bones that Bobo's looking for. Absolutely. Some way to not have them fully back together. Right. Okay. Because she had to go to the, oh, what was it? I want to say the brander. That's not right. Uh, the the blacksmith. The blacksmith. Thank you. She seemed a little <laughs> very hippie chick, kind of like, oh, I'm in tune with all of the earth, and you're not, and you've bad juju. But a sixties flower child, huh? Yeah. <laughs> she does this little spell to to. What was it to connect Waverly or to give her like ownership of the bones? Basically, basically, yeah. But then something goes wrong. Well, not necessarily wrong, but not right. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I, I don't know how to say this because she does this thing, and all of a sudden the blacksmith freaks the hell out. Right, not knowing. You know, I think it finally hits her whose bones those are, and yes, she does go zoinks. Right. And she's like, I have to do something. And she's, she was kind of like, you know, walking in a, a little circle, like, uh, 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 I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do. And I'm like, I don't think I like her freaking out because that does not make me feel better at all. Right. So I'm wondering if we're going to get more of that next episode. I would think so. And I'm also wondering if she's going to have more things around her homestead. To deter people. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Because she had something that deterred Miss Winona pretty well. Yeah. So if we're done with Waverly, we can move on to Winona. Okay. So Winona and Dolls have to go see the blacksmith because the only person in purgatory that would know pretty much anything that has to do with iron. And brands. Brands. Yeah. And... As they're walking, all of a sudden, Winona steps out and steps on a landmine. <laughs> and I love it. She's just like, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> and Dolls is like, don't move. Yeah. Because she planned on running around. <laughs> but I mean, who the heck does that? You're going to have that just in your driveway, right. basically? Right. I know she had do not trespass signs up, but still, that's a little extreme. <laughs> Well, turns out it wasn't active, but still, right. I think I would have needed a change of pants. <laughs> yeah, just a little. But this is what I'm saying. You you see her like, oh, you have bad juju around you, and you have this, and you have that, and uh, I should have known it was you. It was like, you know, bad vibes coming. I, don't, I just didn't get it. Is she supposed to be somebody who scares everybody? Why is she kind of flower child-esque? Yeah. <laughs> It just, that doesn't seem like it would be scary. Right. But she did have an air about her that, you know, I think it probably would turn a lot of people away. Right. I kind of see her more as a a seer than anything else. And, of course, people don't want to find out what's going to happen to themselves before it happens. True. They don't want to peek behind that curtain. No. Well, you know, she gives the information and, uh, oh, guess what? This is what leads us to our cannibals, <laughs> which is very strange because they find out the information of who the family is that had these brands right. way back. The Tates. 
and it turns out that they've changed and they have like an all organic farm. Thank you. It was cattle, right? That's yeah. what I was trying to think. Ugh, God, words in me. So they went all organic. Well, I guess you can say they went organic in a big way. Yeah. Because they're eating people. <laughs> At least one of them is. Well, when Winona and dolls are walking up, you see all you see is hands and like a butcher knife. Butcher knife, yeah, chopping up meat. And then you find out that's a that's a liver. Yeah. It's like there's a hand. Oh my god, there's a foot. Yeah, it's like that's not just meat, that's a person. Yeah. So and we see that some hiker gets taken out, disappears from yeah. the road by something that moves really fast. Right. Who knew the old lady could move that fast? <laughs> well, at first I'm like, why is there snow? Why is there snow? I thought it was just nice out. And I'm like, wait, where are they? <laughs> I was getting confused with the weather. Yeah, well, Arizona does have mountains. See, I wasn't thinking about hiking. <laughs> because I really need to look and see, you know, they gave the landmarks before. I should look and see what, you know, are these mountains actually in the triangle or are they just right. really screwing with us? <laughs> like they did with the beer from episode one. Right. So that might just be another oops, but we'll see. So yeah, we have the one, the one guy start running and Dolls is like freaking out, telling Winona, do not shoot him. We need him. Right. And because he's one of the seven. Yeah. Probably not going to happen. No. So bye. But he says something that triggers, you know, later on. Wait a minute. That didn't make any sense. Why did he say leave us alone? And so as they, they're exploring a little more, they find out, oh, my God, it's a family. There's other people involved in this. Right. They find this little hideaway that's like an underground bunker. Right. And again, start figuring out what's going on. But I have questions, which I'll get back to. Because it turns out that his mom is the one who was the cannibal. Right. Well, they all were, but she was like really... <laughs> over the top and she just spills all this information it's amazing because she grabs dolls and the sister comes back who again is like a friend of the family <laughs> and this is going back to what we talked about i believe in episode one what are these people just being like taken over or have they always been revenants they've always it been just revenants. <laughs> it just was weird yeah. <laughs> how are you growing up with these people and it just was normal. It, it ugh, I don't understand. I'm confused. Or do they keep kind of rebirth thing? Yeah. You, so they just keep coming back. Mm-hmm. But at, like, younger ages? This is why I don't understand how Waverly and Winona know the, the kids. Right. No, Hetty. Right. Because they went know. to school together. That's what I'm saying. Are they, is she, like... Coming back when they died, as she comes back at a younger age, because none of the other ones seem to do that. No, I don't know. This is so confusing. Of it, well, it, if she happened to die as a young child, then it would make sense. Yeah, because she reappears as. Okay, okay, I can get behind that. All right, but turns out dolls gets taken by the mom. Winona is fighting, kind of with. What's her name? I'm sorry. Hetty. Hetty. 
Turns out that, well, mom, mama has locked herself into this little bunker with dolls. Yeah. And he's like, that's really far away from yeah, the house to be a exactly. storm shelter. <laughs> you ain't making it if something bad's going down. Um, Hetty and Winona are trying to find a key to get in, and the whole time, Hetty's telling her what happened, why her mom became a cannibal. Right. And it was really messed up. Yes, it was. <laughs> they had had a bad some, winter, and the food supply dried up, and they decided some, to have guests. Yeah. Well, her mom had sunk all the money that they had into a little hotel. Right. Or motel or whatever you want to call it. Yeah, restaurant, hotel. Yeah. And yeah, wow. The guests were gone. The main main course. (laughs) That's weird. Yeah. But I guess the way that she was explaining it, that every time one of the herps, well, the curse is enacted. Like, her mother gets super hungry. Hungry again, yes. Yes, like crazy. Because then we go back and we see dolls in there trying to talk to her. And at one point, like, her jaw gets all elongated. Right. And it was very strange, very snake-like. But she does bite dolls. And this is when we start knowing that something is really off. Because she's like, you're spoiled. Something's not right. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, this is weird. What is this? Mm-hmm. So like you said, he's not a revenant. No. But he's something else. Yeah. That's apparently very old for Mama to think it. he's spoiled meat. Oh, I, I, God, what if it's something that they dug up? And I say that in quotes in <laughs> Afghanistan. Mm-hmm. Oh, my gosh. Now my train of thought's going a whole different way. But <laughs> anyway. Well, you know, Winona saves him, shoots Mama, tries to go for Hetty to to capture her. Right. And she just pulled the whole storm door off. So she's pretty strong. Yeah. But then it turns out that she was actually the one, not her brother. Right. That was there to kill Winona's father. Mm-hmm. And at that point, there was no chance that she was going to make it. Uh, no. And again, I, I was... I had some confusion, but we'll finish this really quick. I mean, she, they said at one point, you know, her mom dressed her like a boy, or her mom says that, I'm sorry, because there's more opportunities for boys and girls, right. which from history, we know that's true. Yes. But at one po- what point, you know, does she start to become the girl again after they're cursed at some point? Probably. <sighs> okay. So here's my confusion. When they're trying to figure out who's gone missing and during what times to figure out if it was revenants, if it was something else. They had these different timelines, you know, okay, when so-and-so was the heir, these people went missing. Right. And, you know, so on and so on. But there was one that she pointed out. She's like, why was there only one here? And they never came back to that. Right. And it's not when she does mention that one person, one of the heirs was only the heir for a year. Because then I think he died. I thought she said a year. But it didn't make sense for there to only be one kill during that time. Unless whoever it was killed the mom that early on. Right. So do we think that's what it is? Because like I said, they never came back to it. And it just like, I wanted to know what the heck was going on. Right. Yeah. I would have to assume that that was the reason. Was that was the first revenant that they, that that heir discovered. Okay. 
again now that I think about it and talk about it, then maybe. But <laughs> All right. So anything else that we've kind of skimmed and ran and dodged around? Well, we do find out that Uncle Curtis left uh, Winona a bike <laughs> that she oh, yeah, absolutely we find that out. fell in love with. She was drooling. Yes, immensely. <laughs> and that maybe her and Doc aren't going to be a thing after all. See, I think she's trying to play it cool, but I don't know how that We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> At least Winona's not going to let it get in the way of anything. Right. Let's say. So I think that's about everything. Yep. That was a jam-packed episode, that's for sure. It was. It was nuts. All right, everybody, don't forget to rate and review us on all platforms that you find us on. Good ratings and reviews help other fans of the show find us. Tell your friends, tell your family, and we really do hope you're enjoying the podcast. We do want to hear from you, fangirlzonepodcast at gmail.com. You can find all of our contacts at fangirlzone.com. You can just click on the contact page and click. It'll take you to our Facebook, to Twitter, to Gmail, wherever you want to leave me a message. Steve has a bunch. You want to go through everything? <laughs> All right. You can find me over on goldenspiralmedia.com doing Witness Prophecies, a Sleepy Hollow podcast. I'm finishing up a triple cast with Corey uh, on Sherlock Holmes movies. Uh, you can find me over uh, on Hollow Nine doing Sports Night, and we've about to start our Wayward Pines podcast over there and on the Lone Gunman. You can find me on the C Word, an Orphan Black podcast, Felix's Helixes, another Orphan Black podcast that's on SouthgateMedia.com. Plus all Sean and I's older stuff are over on DVMPE.com. We're everywhere. Yes. All right, for episode 23 of Sci-Fi Talk, I am Sean fangirl And I'm Steve. Only one death scared me, and it didn't take. (laughs) And until next time.